This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 264. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are doing the final listener choice episode of December. This one was your Christmas horror movie selection which yes, I've talked about ad nauseum, was the dubious selection of Muppets Christmas Carol. I'll be joined with my guest Bo Ransdell who helps me run a little show called Duncan and Bo Come Correct over on the Legion Podcast Network to take a stab at this movie after the first break. Now this is the last week of Podcast Under the Stairs for 2020 and we are running right up to Christmas Eve where we will be closing the doors for two weeks. So what that looks like for you, the listener, is today's Listener Choice episode. Tomorrow you are going to get a little bit of some, how do we say this, oh yeah, true crime action, that's right, offsetting these goofy picks that you've been selecting, I've been running a little series of true crime documentary reviews, I think that's the best way to call it, we'll be doing your big pick, the one that scored the most points, Cropsy, on tomorrow's episode, on Wednesday, it's Movie Club, listener choice reviews, final movie club of this year, final black exploitation horror movie in the series before we kick off a brand new four part series um, early next year, and then... On Thursday, which is Christmas Eve and the last day of podcast under the stairs of 2020, we'll be dropping the very drunk movie commentary on Warlock featuring myself, The Baz and Scott and Liam versus Evil. On the Teapots Collective, today we drop for you doing The Nasty Season 2 Episode 12 with reviews of The Prowler aka Rosemary's Killer and Deep Red by Dario Argento and then dropping on Christmas Eve the final episode of Season 2 of Opera Omnia looking at Peter Strickland with a little bit of in fabric. Okay, let's get into it. We're going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear a little bit of festive tunage. And then we will be returning with my guest, Bo Ransdell, to do Muppets Christmas Carol right after this. Hey, feeling down? Feeling low? Not enough podcasts about movies in your life? Why not try... They must be destroyed on sight! The new podcast cure-all. Sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living. We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, cure what ails ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, Dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. 
Man alive. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the night he met someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is odious, stingy, and badly dressed. Humbug. Oh, there goes Mr. Humbug. There goes Mr. Grin. Do you think it's safe for us to be up here? <laughs> They gave a prize for being mean. The winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge. The bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. Frozen. How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. Oh! 
as only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Filled with holiday warmth. Hey, 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 like the lamp, not the rat, like the lamp, not the rat. And Christmas spirit. <laughs> Jacob Molly. <laughs> Scary stuff. Should we be worried about the kids in the audience? No, it's all right. This is culture. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Walt Disney Pictures presents, from Jim Henson Productions, The Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. So, so what? Let me just like parse this out though. So, what you're saying is like you've wandered away from the church. However, uh-huh. tomorrow, if you realise that whilst you were taking communion, you were also slipped. I don't know, like a, a recipe for like like no, jalapeno I'm... cheese cornbread. You'd be like right back like a motherfucker. No, I'm saying they ditch all the the communion shit completely, <laughs> and they just convert those spaces into the bake sales they've always wanted to be. Now, see, I've now got like the, instead of the communion wafer, it's a different recipe every week. So that you go up to try, like yeah. they're doing Bake Off. I'm done with that, right? But... Yeah, it's just like welcome to our father of the spinach quiche. Is <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this? You put not making this, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's it's bold and it's unusual, but it totally paid off. <laughs> Well, this is the bit this... that I get to turn the tables on you, Bo Ransdell, and say, yeah, please. I'm recording just now, so... Oh. Uh, so, so there's a, just, a, just a small insight into uh, into the, the wacky world of Duncan and Bo. Uh, yeah, welcome, everyone. This is <laughs> this is the last kind of Listener Choice Christmas episode we're doing, and I brought my buddy Bo Ransdell over, and the reason behind that is you may or may not know that we do another show together. It's called Duncan and Bo Come Correct. It has existed on the internet for about six years which is a scary thought in and of itself yeah (laughs) and um, generally over time it has morphed it's we've found our groove now it's mostly silly impressions Um, and uh, elongated versions of talking about things that are shorter (laughs) short form things stretched out to long form discussions um, with a lot of nonsense peppered in yet peppered because we're talking about recipes Uh, and Bo does this to me every single episode I'll be on some some uh, massive rant about something, usually something that's upsetting me that week, uh, and then Bo will remind me halfway through it that he's already hit record. So, how do you like it, Bo? I like it fine. <laughs> um, thank you very much for having me. First of all, I, I love you know me, Duncan. When when you say Christmas, mm-hmm. you think Bo. I do. Um, <laughs> no, but also. <laughs> The guy hasn't had a Christmas tree in a decade. I, w- I will um, say that I have uh, I have changed uh, Santa's greeting now to Bo 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 mm. instead of Ho Ho Ho. I think that yeah, works bo, a lot. Bo 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 Bo. That's um, what I do in the house. It's true. Yeah, I have a list of people, but it's very different. <laughs> it's more of a list of enemies and people who have wronged me. <laughs> Making a list that I'm taking it twice. Going yeah. to find out who's. Just who I'm gonna slice. <laughs> I like it. See, we should do a Christmas horror movie. Yeah. Santa Bo is killing tonight. <laughs> oh, no. He sees you when you're sleeping <laughs> because he's just outside. 
That's what night vision goggles were invented for. Yeah. <laughs> Silence of the lambs. Yeah. <laughs> Probably just walking about the place in a human suit. <laughs> Telling everyone that he would fuck him. I mean, that's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Will you fuck me? Push us! Push us! It's the name Put of your the reindeer. reindeer in the basket. It's, it's your cat that's dressed up like Rudolph called Precious. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, your Christmases have just like taken a whole different turn in my brain now. I mean, uh, I, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not upset by it though. I, we should probably focus. But I was thanking you. Thank you for having me on the Christmas show. It is, it is my pleasure. The reason you're on this show out with the fact that I genuinely enjoy spending time chatting nonsense with you um, <laughs> and that we don't have many of those opportunities left in the year which is 2020 which some people will say will be forgotten about next year and I don't think that's the truth <laughs> because it's going to be with us for a long yeah. time no, no, like you try to ignore trauma but it always resurfaces of course it does like five years from now for, for no reason at all you'll be you'll be you know, very much like falling down. You'll be in a traffic jam somewhere because people will be back outside in cars. I mean, that's inevitable. And um, yeah, you'll just you snap. You'll be shouting at someone who works at some fast food restaurant because the breakfast menu is now the lunch menu, and you want the breakfast menu, and that doesn't look like what you ordered. It looks like some kid sat in it first, uh, and then you know they'll be like, "What?" And you just be like, ah, "Covid, <laughs> Corona." Like, right, just in the middle of a grocery store, and you're just like, "Why isn't everyone wearing masks?" <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, "Well, we haven't had that problem for four years. Like everybody's vaccinated. It's cool." Yeah. Oh, okay, shit. Sorry, yeah, I... sorry. It's a flashback. <laughs> yeah, Twenty-two I... flashback. I was buying some hummus, and all of a sudden, I looked around. And I saw lips. <laughs> Lost my shit for a second. Yeah, I read an article that said that. Um... I think it was a, a couple of uh, French cosmetic companies um, had been changing their focus away from like lipstick into eyeshadow uh, because that's <laughs> really the only bit that people could oh, see. Right. Yeah, it's like apparently I... that apparently lipstick took so all the things you don't think about. <laughs> lipstick yeah. took a hit in twenty twenty, and um, as a result, people got very good with their eye game. I believe I heard that eyebrows were on fleek, but which is uh, a sentence that I now know how to use. Uh, to, uh, to get, I've been schooled in it. The word fleek relates to eyebrows that are done with precision. So there Excellent. You I know. Um, I, try, I try and edutain. And that's, our, that's our ethos, isn't it, really? Is yes. It, it has always been. For, for six years now, we have we have striven for the finest in edutainment, and I think we have, have fallen miserably short most of the time. <laughs> But but every now and again we we have a really middling effort that that really skyrockets. <laughs> oh, so this is the last list of choice. I brought you on, like I say, because I enjoy chatting nonsense with you, and also because I'm fairly sure I'm being trolled here by my listeners. Um, I asked them. I do it every year. I give them three three shows that they can control. Uh, one of them is Christmas horror movie they want me to discuss one of them is Dream Double Bill and the last one is movie that I've never discussed on podcast on the stairs that you really wish I should have covered by now and the guys out there picked Bad Taste for that which was fun revisiting that Peter Jackson effort which is mm-hmm. about to get a 4K remaster and I'm just going to say 4K, I love it I buy a lot of stuff with it I don't know if that is going to do much for that movie. I actually think that movie is aided by how scuzzy it actually looks. Um, 
it just, needs a VHS re-release, not yeah, a 4K yeah, re-release. Yeah, yeah, it seems very strange. I'm totally behind some of the other ones he's planning, but that one feels like a stretch. Uh, so there was that. The Dream Double Bill was a uh, kind of Western horror-themed double bill of Bone Tomahawk, which just like a fine wine bow just gets mm-hmm. better every time i watch it i need uh, to revisit that I, I i thought the front end of that was a little a little flabby i really like see the weird thing about it is i've like over the last like year and a half going through the 88 films italian collection i've found that i actually do have a bit of a soft spot for spaghetti westerns which was a mm-hmm. genre that I, I i never really took to as a kid um and i found that i have and to be honest they actually all kind of have that like, in them yeah, like, I think kinda, that's, we're going to yeah, go out and venture right. to some place at the front so I think he, he did pay he paid homage to it in the right way whether or not I mean we can argue whether or not it, it works overall but any time that I'm like I'm with Kurt Russell and you know Richard Jenkins and they're together and we're travelling a long distance to go somewhere that, like, I mean that yeah I mean that wins for me but I could see why people would consider it to be maybe a bit flabby and slow on the on the front end. So I can completely get that. Uh, the Burrowers, though, which I hadn't until hadn't watched it since it came out, was the the other one, and uh, that just rock. has it just has the creatures directly from from Extro. Uh, <laughs> coming out of the ground, there. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they fucking look like. Um, that movie is fucking dark. That's yeah. what I like about it. It is a grim movie, and yeah. it, it is it starts grim and it ends grim, and everything's grim in between. Yeah, and you have once again you've got a phenomenal performance by Clancy Brown, who shows that he really can do anything. Like you put him in anything, yeah. and I will watch that and be happy with his performance. So that was that. And then when it came to Christmas horror movie, for some unknown reason, and I've kind of raged against the machine on this, knowing that this is the danger of saying you get to pick the movie, listeners is that it might not land the way I want it to. Uh, they picked Muppets Christmas Carol, which some people have argued is definitely a horror movie, and I'm not going to disagree that the story, the story of Christmas Carol is definitely a horror interpretation, but when you put the Muppets in it, maybe not so much. <laughs> okay. uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, Muppets in quotes, yeah, as well- far as I'm concerned. <laughs> When you've got, <laughs> you've got, when you've got uh, such great lyrics as "No cheesies for us, Mises, um At that point, like a smile, my heart grows three sizes that day, Bo, uh, which does do, does not denote Christmas horror. Uh, so that's the movie you guys selected. I brought Bo on because the opportunity for mischief is too much that I can barely contain myself. Um, so yeah, you may have chose the film, but I chose the guest, so I win again. Because I always win, but that's the that's the rule on podcasts under the stairs is do whatever you want, listeners, but Duncan always wins. Very much I, like the, very much like the bank um and any mortgage ultimately wins at the end of the day. Or um any casino when you go for a, a weekend, a gambling, the casino always wins. You might think you've won, you've not won, the casino won. Um so I'm yeah. just not I'm not sure how I feel about being characterized as a weapon that you are using against your audience. <laughs> You love that. <laughs> Deploy well, yeah, the bow. <laughs> I like to believe I'm beloved by your listeners, not not their enemy. This is Operation Pula Ransdell. I'm, um, I'm on their side. You're not on their side, you're on my side. <laughs> well Don't you do the switch on me now. I can't handle this. <laughs> look, it is it is when our uh our interests align. Yes. And and no further like we have a I, I would call it more of an uneasy alliance, more of a private <laughs> ears arrangement. 
yeah, yeah, I think I think it's it's similar to Scotland and France in that uh, like we both at a certain point had a mutual hatred of England and their occupationalist tendencies. Uh, that, right. that was known as the old alliance, but at the same time, uh, both sides were happy to fuck over each other. So uh, like, <laughs> sure, sure, right? Like a little dig here and there. Like at the end of the day, like you don't want them to collapse or nothing. Mm-mm. But if you know they're a little wounded that's <laughs> not the worst thing that ever happened it keeps you humble Duncan it keeps you humble I see what you're saying Bo and I like everything that you're saying right now uh, <laughs> I feel like it is an ethos that you have taught me as much as anything uh, well it's what I strive to do in our friendship is meet you razor sharp and untrusting of everyone uh, I think Americans at times are a bit too trusting um and that, that doesn't do it. That, I mean, that won't fly in Scotland for two seconds. You you, you do that, it, it turns out to be like... I, I, always, I think it's the, the Bean movie, <laughs> the Mr. Bean movie, where he arrives in America and within two minutes his bag's been stolen and his wallet's gone and his camera's gone and all the rest. I'm kind of like that. Don't trust anyone. Like, ever. Like, I'm the sort of guy that if, some, if I'm on holiday somewhere and I'm straining my arm to take a photo of my family and he... Passerby says, "Do you want me to take that photo?" I say, "Fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, potential thief." I will take this photo of my family myself. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the, the real trick uh, in that scenario is what I like to do is throw a baby at them. They don't expect it. <laughs> Neither does the baby, frankly. And everyone around's like, "Hey, did Bull get a baby?" Right, just you grab whatever's near. Somebody's probably got one. Is is it appropriate, like when someone's like, "How did they get that baby?" To turn around and look at them, twink your nose and wink your eye. Yeah, there you go. Four eyes though. I find it creepy uh, when when people in grocery stores make faces at babies and whatnot. I find that unsettling. Yeah, well, no, it is. Is I don't know who's for whose benefit it is. Because uh, that baby won't remember you three seconds later. In fact, that baby might not be able to form the shape of you as an individual. You're just a blob. Um, I'm sure that's like how poor, eyesight works. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, because they're flounders. And <laughs> their eyes on top, moving independently of one another. But yeah, you know, like you see these poor mothers turn around and some lunatic behind them as their tongue out and a <laughs> finger up their nose or whatever. It's just like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? What are you? What are you playing? Are you trying to steal my baby? Is there a? Is someone attacking you? Yeah, it was a weird thing um, when we when we um, when Winter was born, and um, for the first like up to the first year, like occasionally if we were at the supermarket or something, an old person would come across and give you a, a pound coin um, for the baby, and I know that was a tra- but I, I just assumed that tradition had died out a while ago. Um, and also, like that kid's not getting that pound coin. That gets spent on beer. <laughs> like, thank you. Uh, which is baby spending money. Babies don't go to the casino. Well, this is what I was going to say. This is what homeless people have, have not worked out. They have the cute dog sitting beside them with the sign. If they just had a baby, they get all the money. So that's what we need, Duncan. You're right. More homeless babies. <laughs> You've heard I, it here on the podcast under this series, the Christmas special, no less. I am trying to. Homeless <laughs> I am trying to offset the pure joy that we're about to go into in this movie with something a bit darker to remind people oh. this is a horror movie review podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Let's let's talk about the plight of the of the poorest among us, which I guess is is appropriate mm-hmm. for a discussion of a, a Christmas carol. Segway, uh, motherfucking segue up in this bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Muppets Christmas Carol 1992 
Um, I actually thought this was older than that, which surprised me that it was only 92. So this is two years after Home Alone. Um, this is directed by Brian Henson, son of Jim Henson, um, based on the screenplay by Jerry Jewell, which, I mean, is a great name, and uh, the novel by Charles Dickens. Uh, the movie itself stars uh, Michael Caine as Scrooge, and then I'm going to do it because, why not, uh, in the list of the way they're, they're actually described on the, the cast listing, which does my heart good when they do these things with the Whippets, uh, Kermit the Flo- Frog plays Bob Cratchit, uh, Miss Piggy plays Emily Cratchit, the great Gonzo plays Charles Dickens, Rizzo the Rat plays himself, Fozzie Bear plays Fozzie Wig, and there's some other folk in here as well. The names behind these people, I mean, are long-standing names like uh, Dave Goyles and um, Frank Oz and stuff like that. They've been around for a while doing these voices. Brian uh, Henson does a bunch now, I, yeah, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah which I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that makes sense though, you know what I mean? Uh, now, I'm trying to work out the, the chronology here because they dedicate this movie to Jim Henson. So, I, I, had Jim Henson passed away at this point, 92? Uh, yeah, I feel like he died when I was in high school. Yeah. And, um, hold on, we'll get to the bottom of yeah, this. Yeah, we, we need to we need to make sure our facts are on point, because uh, apparently... Yes, he died in 1990. Right, so a couple of years ago. So a few years later. And, and he was probably, this was probably in development oh, yeah, when they, he died. This must be, because these sort of things don't... Like, this is a long... Like if they decide to do a Muppets Christmas Carol movie, like, the set design alone, like, you're you're talking, like, well out. This is not like, a, we have six weeks to shoot this. Uh, you, know, you know, on that level. This is a, this is a big to-do in a big production. Um, and at the centre, you have... Um, England's Rose, I don't know why I'm calling him that, Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine, he has been knighted, um, in the role of Scrooge, which I'm just going to say... Genius bit of casting, like absolute. It's, he's brilliant. It's great. In it. He's brilliant. Yeah, and, in it. <laughs> and and yes, his performance is like he is doing a stage production of a Christmas Carol, which it needs to be. That his yeah. performance needs to be straight for all the rest of it to be fun and uh, and you know melancholic yeah. and all the rest. So it, and he, it's he's, fantastic to see him like like side by side with a Muppet, just being like, <laughs> "Oh, spirit." <laughs> Please tell me the error of my ways. <laughs> it's not a bad cane. It's not a it's bad cane. There. It's It's shaky, but yeah. it, there's something there. I mean, there was a bit, there was a bit though that I I did hope that he said, "You're only about to, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off." Right. Um, yeah, which he doesn't do in this movie at any point. Which uh-huh. much much to the shame of me because there's plenty of opportunities for a door to be blown off. Um, loads, there's ghosts there. Uh, so yeah, anyone that is familiar with. <laughs> Um, this tale, which everyone's familiar with this tale. Uh, the synopsis here is the Muppet characters tell their version of the classic tale of an old and bitter miser and his redemption on Christmas Eve. So yeah, the tale is old as time, um, song as old as rhyme, uh, the Muppet's Christmas Carol. I'm sure that's yeah. how that Disney song goes. I had yeah. to change it at the end so we didn't get sued by Disney. I know it's Disney, uh, yeah. yeah. Who we'll sue every motherfucker. Um, you know, they, that's what they do now. They're, just, they're, they're in, Don't they're, me. Oh, <laughs> shit, that's a Thanos quote. Fuck. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> like, it's going to literally get to the point where there's only like five words we'll be able to use in the English language the rest will be copyrighted. Um, yeah, we, we turn into that like thread speak where we... <laughs> Have to use unbranded language from now on. I love. We should have done threads uh, for our Christmas, Christmas. movie. 
<laughs> if there is a nuclear winter, that's that's festive. <laughs> oh, joy to the world. Ooh, ooh. Mankind is over. Um, <laughs> I mean, that works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a charming film. Uh, so, yeah, the, the story here is, is told through the... Oh, our, our narrator here is uh, Gonzo, who plays the role of Charles Dick- Dickens, um, yeah. with his buddy... Rizzo the Rat, who is like a constant delight in this. My daughter was, like, she watched it with me earlier on. I, suppo- I suppose there was that. Like, there's no other Christmas horror movie that I would genuinely sit down and watch with her at the age that she's at. But uh, we did have a lot of giggles at uh, lines like, Light the Lamp, Not the Rat. <laughs> That's the one that I remember most from this because it was in all the trailers and yeah. everything. Um, <laughs> Which but is- yeah, it is. Rizzo is genuinely funny in this and, and, makes uh, I, here's the thing that i find very interesting is that gonzo for the most part is playing the straight man which mm-hmm. is weird because gonzo is usually the comic relief yeah <laughs> and but he he plays like the the movie itself is incredibly faithful to the original story mm-hmm. and and it's in part because of his narration where he's just straight reading passages from the book yeah while rizzo is just being a knucklehead yeah and like there's the whole scene that's very looney tunes with the gate and him getting over it (laughs) and and it's very funny and uh you know you could get through there the whole time Uh (laughs) uh-huh You're such an idiot you're such an idiot it's it's so good but like the Without going scene by scene in this one, which I don't think we need, everyone knows this one. I'm just going to double down yeah. on specific scenes that I think work really well because there are moments in this where I think the the balance between the comedy, um, the horror of the story, and at times that the sadness of the story as well all come together quite comfortably. Um, the other times they they try and on some level like change the tone. And understandably, the, I don't know how many people have actually read *The Christmas Carol*. It is dark. Like, yeah, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago they announced they were doing. Uh, I think BBC were doing a, a mini series based on, um, you know, the *The Christmas Carol*, and they were saying you know it was going to be, uh, it was going to be more a horror, more like a dark horror, and people were kind of losing their shit online when it was like that. You're all acting as if it's not a story that has three ghosts. Uh, you know, we will technically right. five and, and, <laughs> if, we're, if we're bringing in the Marleys, but well, four because there's only one. But, well, yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah, and there's also the whole thing about like like Scrooge sees a vision of his own death, death? and it's really yeah. dark and horrifying, <laughs> and like that was in the original story, and it starts, uh, and and Rizzo is the one who points it out. Uh, it starts with like you know Jacob Marley was dead yeah. for everything else to to you know matter. You have to understand that. Yeah. Jacob Marley was dead. Yeah, that's- and <laughs> and Rizzo's like, "Hey, it's uh, kind of fucked up. It's a kids movie." <laughs> and and I also and, and going along with that, there's that point in the movie where like Gonzo and Rizzo are just like, "It's getting scary. You guys are on your own. We'll see you at the end of the movie." Which I love because that's I- like almost every incarnation of the 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 ghost of Christmas future uh, or the ghost of Christmas yet to come um, is always like, it's it's the scary bit of the story. It's the, you know, if you do not change your wicked ways, like hell, damnation, death and and misery will befall all those you have wronged and you will not be remembered in the way that you think you should be remembered, which is the hard one. Because I love the, like, 
I, I love the like a lot of what. It's also weird that you know some of the things that Scrooge says are that you know the without getting all political here are the very backbones of capital capitalism really it's like you know what i mean yeah it's too many people there's too many businesses that you only get into the mortgage lending game I mean, money lending game is on the on the hope that you can get your money's worth so it's either the interest you get from it or hopefully you know hopefully they can't pay it so you can take the house from them um and it's like a, like once again the the bank always wins um, which I think is he I mean that's that's who he is at his core he has a line where he basically says you know uh, to thin out the surplus population which <laughs> in the year 2020 where Covid's been doing a pretty good job with that though um, you know it, it strikes a, a, a bit close to the uh, close to the bone but what I love about them is like Michael Caine like is a he's, he is an actor with, with range I don't always think we get to see that because he's made like a million movies that we tend to focus on the ones that are really 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 great or really 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 bad for different reasons so whether that's his appearance in the fourth Jaws movie which he openly said the only reason he took that job was he'd never been to the Bahamas um so yeah. I mean like plus bad paid for my gay rush <laughs> and when you look at you can see he's like he's hamming up like a big gold ham bone. Um, but in this one, it works really well from the, the diversity of him, um, you know, him getting to shout at puppets is kind of amazing. You know, how would they sound like, like to feel that they're unemployed? <laughs> like his eyes are all watery and they're all like, uh, that's one of my favourite scenes where they're all like, yeah, it's too cold for them to write. They're wondering if they can have some more coal for the fire. And he's like, uh, I wonder how cold it would be if they were unemployed. And then the camera pads are like, this is my island in the sun. <laughs> they're like, we're yeah. grass and, and I like how quickly they sell Kermit out. They're like, they're like hey, it's his fucking idea, man. We were... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just look. He's a big deal around here. It's Bob Cratchit, you know. You know who he is. I also like. I think. I think his version of saying "bah" and "humbug" might be my favorite version of because he yeah. does. He does like humbug. <laughs> it's like it's that old kind of humbug. humbug master way. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> humbug master way. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's so it's so bad that the man has done so many movies, but we're going to just refer to him in the Alfred voice pretty much all the way through it. Uh, yeah, it's either that or it's, you know, people say, tell me, Ebenezer, what's it all about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go Alfie. Don't even worry about it. And what... what some of the stuff we we're talking about offline when we were like, thinking about the, like, all the reasons. Like, the movie, like, essentially... Once you get past his nephew arriving, who I swear I had to double take because I thought he's played by Stephen McIntosh, but I didn't think it was Stephen McIntosh. I thought it was the dude that, and his name is going to escape me now, a British actor, plays the the thing, the the creature, the... It's going to be in that Wanderverse thing that's happening on... Oh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, I thought it was Paul Bettany. He's got a bit of okay. the Bettany about him. And I was like, Paul Bettany wasn't in the fucking office. He's got a bit of the Bettany about him. A, a bit of the Bettany. Uh, so scrolling through, and no, it's not. Although this guy could be uh, Paul Bettany's stunt double. I'm just saying, his acting's not great. Um, <laughs> should rely on stunt work, is what I'm saying. Um, in this particular movie. So like the, we get through his whole conversation. I love it like we squeeze a bit as much of every Muppet character we can in here so the guys collecting for the poor are Doctor is it Honeydew and Beaker Doc, yes Dr. Bunsen Honeydew yeah <laughs> head of Muppet Labs I look I 
let me just say up front, I'm an enormous Muppets fan. Oh, I, I didn't a, know this. Yes, I've seen the original Muppets movie probably a hundred times. <laughs> um, and it the keeps original, getting funnier every single time I see it. It kind of does. <laughs> I love that movie, and I still think there are jokes that are just brilliant in mm. it because uh, it's my dumb sense of humor. And uh, the original Muppet show, I was just evangelizing the other night to somebody about uh, the the Alice Cooper episode oh, God. of the, the original Muppet show. <laughs> and the whole premise of the episode is that Alice Cooper offers Kermit uh, a deal with the devil. He's mm -hmm. like, hey, do you want, if you want to sell your soul, here's the contract. And Kermit's like, you know, well, what, <laughs> not what, what if I want to be an astronaut? And he's like, fine, just scratch out rich and famous and write in astronaut and then sign it and you'll be an astronaut but just be sure you sign it and kermit's like no thanks and, but <laughs> gonzo gets wind of it and spends the whole episode looking for a pen so he can sign the contract <laughs> it's it's fucking genius mm -hmm. but it is such a funny episode so yeah i am i am partial to the muppets uh and i i'm thick with the history of the Muppets mm -hmm. but it is always weird for me to see the new incarnation of the Muppets because this came out the year after I graduated high school oh yeah yeah so I didn't grow up with this movie it was like oh this is the B team Muppets <laughs> the B team <laughs> and yeah hashtag not my Kermit um <laughs> joke i've made before but i'm ripping myself off um and uh so watching this i've gotten used to it now mm. but the first time i saw it i really bounced off this movie hard because i was like these it was you know after jim henson had died yeah. and and suddenly the muppets don't sound like the muppets no more yeah uh and and so th it, it took me a while to kind of come around to this movie but i do like I said, I've, I've found a lot to enjoy about it now. Um, and although I don't, you know me in musicals, Duncan, I'm not a fan. Yes, it has been known that you're not a fan. The music is not that bad in this. Uh, the Marley and Marley one kind of kind of gets under my skin. I can't, <laughs> I can't truck with it. It's Marley and Marley. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, oh, that's the part I can't stand. I think it just... It, it grinds my gears. Well, like Marley, Marley comes out like the Marleys come in here, basically like like Ebenezer Scrooge's went to bed and opened the lament configuration. Yeah. <laughs> you, you 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 went to bed. We came. You know, like kind of coming here. Just, I, I love their like like their conversations are. I think it's like they, they double down on this one that, and on some level, like. Scrooge is, has been forged by his experiences. Like, he didn't really have anyone as a kid to help him understand that Christmas is his magic time. Instead, he was kind of left at school. He says it himself. That was when he did his best academic work, read his books and all the rest. Um, if you look at what his headmaster has on, you know, as busts on the, on the shelf, it's all philosophers and Shakespeare. So, you know, it's like, oh, it's the classics, isn't it? And yeah. so he's, he's kind of forged there. He tries to do a kind of diligent job at, you know, at <laughs> Fozzie Wig's rubber chicken factory, which did my heart good. That's um, very funny. 
That's uh, a nice, a nice touch. Uh, uh, like, and you know, he's not necessarily wrong in what he said. He's like, look at all this money you're spending on this Christmas party. You keep doing this, you're going to go bankrupt. So he is kind of doing his dude. He's doing his job. He's due diligence. That's what he's paid for. He's paid to do the accounts, and like right. any good accountant should do, is they should be sitting there going, "That we are spending more than we're bringing in." Um, but it's the it's the stuff that starts to you get the impression that it's really the the, the Marleys that are the ones that kind of as his partners double down on this you know well they're all bloodsuckers ultimately so you know get your money back from them get it back fast and if that means it, like when they're talking about the joy that they had uh, evicting the the children from an orphanage while they were clutching their frozen teddy bears I mean it's like a, it's a particular level of and the great caster on the, the the grumpy old men to do that. I think that's I think that's brilliant. Um, uh, the best Statler and Waldorf moment I think is at that party that you were talking, talking about, about the, the speech. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, it, it was awful. It was it was grueling. Yeah. It was short. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, they did they do the, they, they do the David Lynch. You know, I love that you can do it. I loved it. <laughs> I, can't, I almost did that. The end was like that. We're swapping roles, and I'm not comfortable with that. That's Bo's line. Um, you oh can no. you can be David Lynch too. We we all have a little David Lynch inside us. That's what's good about David Lynch. Yeah, my only David Lynch moment is the joy that I get from from seeing him like avoid questions. Like, <laughs> uh, Duncan, I just got an epiphany. Uh-oh. That's what our cult's gonna be. David Lynch is is our our god. I will tell you right now, David Lynch, the 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 inner workings of David Lynch's mind through cinema is actually more cohesive and makes more sense than most modern cults. Yeah. So, I, look, yeah, I'm with you on I'm, that one. I'm with you on that it, one. There's a lot of groundwork to be laid, but I, I feel good that uh, now we I know why I bought all those robes. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. I think we should just, like, just go full into just a Twin Peaks cult, if I'm honest. Um... And you know that way we get the pie, we get the coffee, we get the donuts, we get I, those trees. I, oh, I love good. everything you're saying. Duncan. Yeah, let's make that happen. Let's do it offline we, though. Let's not give them we ideas. Do a good call. Which I still do. Which I still do. That's that's what's bad. Like that. That's how. That's how warped that whole year of doing Twin Peaks between us was. That I still there are things that still like invade my. My darkest moments, bro. <laughs> that made me chuckle, um, and that that uh, that is definitely one of them. Um, interestingly enough, I was watching that the was it the Wolf at Snow Hollow, um, mm-hmm. that new movie that came out, which is the last movie that Robert Forster did. Oh, um, sure. And, and all I could think about it was how much of a welcome addition he was to that Twin Peaks season three. I loved him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, so like. I'm kind of way, but I think the other songs work really, really, really well in here. Um, they're, I mean, they're sen- sentimental, they're smushy, they're funny. You know, like sure. I, yes, I'll double I, down on the, the, you know, no cheesies for us, Mises. Uh, is the, you know, like here comes Mister Humbug. You know, it's it's yeah, funny. and it's Paul Williams who did the original uh, Muppet movie uh, songs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is famously Little Enos from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> he's in, what do you call it? Phantom of the Paradise as well. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah, he's talented. <laughs> Paul Williams is amazingly talented. He's one of those guys who's had this incredible career that almost nobody knows. Yeah. 
and just because he only briefly had some acting stuff in like the 70s and in early 80s mm-hmm. but after that it was all just composing and stuff but he's had an amazing career like one of those like oh nobody realized that mark mothersbaugh has secretly been composing everything yeah over the past 20 years yeah you know is it yeah is it like when you it's the it's that it's that kind of classic game internet rabbit hole uh two in the morning when you click and you go oh he did the score for that and then you i just see what else he's done no fucking way (laughs) oh the 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 soundtrack to the video game sewer shark by mark mothersbaugh Mm -hmm. all right (laughs) which is the thing he did it's fucking crazy and it's really good (laughs) you know i love these things but like like so the songs are a bit sad where i think the movie really kind of levels up is its depiction of the ghosts i really like them in this one i like the kind of i mean my favorite depiction of the three ghosts will always be for all time scrooged i think scrooged nails it in a way which does my heart really fucking good but here yeah that's my favorite christmas movie yeah i mean scrooged is christmas eve every year and has been for me uh, christmas eve every year going back at least 10 years uh that's the movie that i watch before i go to bed uh, i'm gonna steal that um yes it's 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 the best one to watch on christmas eve late when like in my household when everyone's gone to bed i get myself a whiskey sit down and i watch scrooged um and, and and dream of the day that a movie might be made called The Night the Reindeers Died. Um, which, like, why that doesn't happen? Lee Majors, like, give me that movie. I, I like that he plays himself in that. The <laughs> Lee Santa Majors Claus, plays Lee Majors. Majors. <laughs> <laughs> so good, man. Everything about that is fucking brilliant. Michael it, O'Donoghue <laughs> is one of the writers on that movie, and it shows he is yeah. a brilliant. I, I should, like, but the, the whole casting of that movie is incredible. It, like, just yes. front to back is just a smart, it, smart well-casted, well-acted movie. And, and it has so much heart. It like, does. Yeah, well, that, by the end of it, it's all heart. And that, I think yeah. that's what... I think that's... It's, just, it's the same linking back to this one, is that's... If you can't get invested with, with your Scrooge character at his worst, if you can't still hold out hope that there's a chance that he might change his wicked ways, then you failed in doing the, the story. I mean, Scrooge is not supposed to be a likable character but you have to root for him to find redemption and if you if you can't do that then it fails and there are like if you watch the the like heavily CGI kind of animated Jim Carrey Scrooged uh, Scrooge sorry uh, Christmas Carol movie you I can't it's, it's, it's a very unpleasant movie to watch and at no point do I want that Scrooge to I don't believe that he's de- deserving of redemption uh, so it fails for me so there are there are pockets out there of although that is that does have scenes up there that are maybe the most horrific of any Christmas Carol. Like the the Marley ghost in that one is absolutely fucking terrifying. Um, and if you've never seen it, just isolate that segment and watch the three minutes of terror that will scar any child that ever has to watch that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> but it really is. It's like his jaws hanging off and all the rest. It's fucking terrifying. Oh wow! It's okay. like they got the they fully embrace it, so you'll be able to find it online. Um, you know, just that clip. I wouldn't advocate watching the rest of it. Um, but yeah, in here I do like because it's Michael Caine and we know him and, and whatnot. You, you kind of hope. And the, like what I love about it is with every ghost that he goes through, there is that you know he does the right thing. It's like the right. I've got the I've got this understanding of this level of compassion or where I went wrong. Like I feel like when he's like, I beg you, he goes, don't let me see when I broke up with my fiance you kind of don't want him to see it you're like no you know he has to because he has to learn his lesson but 
uh, you know, he, he already anticipates that it's going to be something wholly unpleasant that he doesn't want to revisit, that, you know, that we're forced to. And what I love about that one is he uses the, the old, uh, like, let's just put it this way. If Charles Dickens had wrote the novel in, like, 2020, I, or, well, not 2020, because that would be a bad example. Uh, it'd be post-apocalyptic, obviously. But if you wrote it, like, in, like, 2010, for example, the idea of being engaged to someone for eight years is not that preposterous. But I, what I love about it is back then it was. <laughs> right, yeah, back then when she's like, hey, man, it's, it's like, it's been shit or get off the pot time. Yeah. For the past six years-ish. Yeah. And... I, 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 love, I love he's, like, once again, it's not an... Unrational. Like I had the like I I got married before we we bought a house and before we started a family. Uh, so I did what society thinks is right, Bo. Obviously, um, but yeah, like the society, the society. Uh, but like for for the longest time, when me and my wife were were kind of talking about um, like getting engaged and whatnot. I'd always kind of doubled them, but wouldn't you rather have a house? <laughs> like, I mean, that's like, like, you know, like the money that we would spend on that wedding would be a nice little deposit on our own place. And then we get that behind us, we get our bills all sorted, we save away, and then we have the wedding. And we did it the other way around. Uh, so, well, once again, Scrooge is saying this I'm with him, but then when she starts throwing back the, well, last year it was, you, you wanted to be a partner, now you're a partner. And you're still telling me that you can't, I'm like, yeah, you know, you can't can't just right, make an yeah. excuse up every year and then when it happens then it's not you, you have to think long term bo so you can't kite her forever like eventually you gotta right like yeah he already made partner what the fuck you're already you're, you're you know your name's on the it's on the sign so all the stuff you're talking about will come in time but you know i won't be here then so make your choice and he does make his choice and she leaves him yeah. um i i love the the ghost of christmas present come in and know me better man and you're like, yes, that's that is my favorite because I think the handling of him aging through this scene brilliant. is It's really cool. Of you know, yeah, like I the present is fleeting. Uh, you know, we have the present for now, and then it eventually withers and dies, as as we all do. Which leads into, of course, the uh, uh, the the you know Ebenezer's own death and whatnot. But yeah, um, it yeah, like that. Also, uh, it's a cheery muppet and it's one that is human sized where a lot of them aren't yes yeah, so, he starts off as a giant and then shrinks down to human size which i think is the best thing for because you need a lot of movement yeah. with that ghost and i think that works really really well although once again the the kind of like the the tinkerbell and acid that is scrooged is kind of amazing <laughs> like <laughs> the fact that all of the mystical travel mm. in that happens as a result of extreme violence. Yes, is the is, thing that makes me overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, when, like when they're talking about... <laughs> we should just talk about Scrooge. But when, when they're, uh, they're at uh, his brother's place mm. and they're talking about what they got him for Christmas... And she, Carol Kane, jams her fingers in his ears. Yeah. And, goes, la, 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 la. and he just swipes her hands away. Is like, don't do that again. I mean, it's like the fact that they are almost about to beat the shit out of each other mm. almost entirely through the middle of that movie is, is amazing. Is oh, oh, <laughs> it is so good. Uh, but but this is really excellent too. Like and, and like I was saying about kind of shrinking the Muppet down, it gives Michael Caine like a human size yes. actor to work against. Mm-hmm. And even though 
it's a Muppet, it, you know, like the face is moving and, and stuff like that. And as we've said, like my, this doesn't work without Michael Caine totally selling it and believing yes. that this giant Muppet beside him is a ghost. Yeah. And, and he does, he's, you know, lead on master spirit. And, <laughs> and I've learned your ways. <laughs> is there no way that we can save this tiny Tim? <laughs> Well, this, um, this, I was telling you before I hit record. Um, like my, my daughter, like watched this with me. We watched it every year uh, since she's like was two, but she never she never really pays attention to the Muppets as much. I don't know what I, I just think it's a product of her age. To be honest, I think she's just used to things not being Muppety, um, uh, which is sad. But like we were watching it this time, and she was kind of cuddling into me like on the couch when we were watching it uh, this morning, and. Like we, we return to the house and Tiny Tim's not at the table and his little cane and his cap are on a chair beside the fire and she's like Dad, what happened to Tiny Tim? And I was like eh, eh, Tiny Tim's having a lie down Christmas is a stressful he's, time he's just having a little sleep um, He's an astronaut, he's in space now yeah. <laughs> I, I should have used the bow line that you told me off here which is a way to stay in a farm upstate uh, which- <laughs> We we have Tiny Tiny Tim can run free up there. He's not lame but, in upstate New York. Once again, great casting here because like you've got like obviously Bob Cratchit doing you, you know he's uh, he's he's home married to of course Miss Piggy. He's playing sure. Emily Cratchit who's in the two piglet doors who both just speak like Miss Piggy and she's like you know <coughs> I can't do that can't do it anymore. Eh, eh. Creamy. No, I can't do it. I can't. It's I, not bad. I, I used bad. to go there. Like, <laughs> but, I, fucking... <laughs> but, uh, but they, yeah, and they're kind of sassy like she is. Oh, too. they're totally. And, it's, it's like, there's a bit where they're like, all three of them are like, right. But she kind of has a moment too. Miss Piggy does mm-hmm. where she's just like, you bitches better shut up. <laughs> Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> like when she comes to the like when like when a uh, Scrooge revisits at that point um, and sees like how how bad things are, um, and then you know at the end revisits and does the the kind of fake why were you not at work this morning? And, you know all this. I don't know why I gave my Picard voice there. Although Picard, Patrick Stewart is it'd be very thespian, wouldn't it? Yeah, didn't he? Wasn't he? Oh, he will have been. Like, I think. Ever, I think Ian McKellen will have been as well. I think they all have. I think if you are a British actor of a certain, age, I think that comes with your knighthood. I think if you're knighted by the Queen, it means you have to. If you've not already performed as Gibbons <laughs> or Scrooge, I think that comes with the scroll that she gives you after she puts the sword on you. I knight thee, and now you must perform as Ebenezer Scrooge. I did, um, Patrick Stewart. I. I I feel like maybe it was a TNT version oh, he, of it. Be, or something I, could, like I that. could imagine it. it was like you know, it was very, very. But yeah, he calls all the ghosts by their number. Number two, <laughs> show me the present. <laughs> number three, show me my grave. Uh, ghost number one, you are here exactly one minute past one o'clock on the chime. You are late. I will not have tardiness on my ship. Get off my bridge. Um, yeah, I would. <laughs> this walk- is not a ship, Ebenezer. It is your life. <laughs> Look, I have things to do. <laughs> Computer, old grey hot. <laughs> Why there was not a next generation episode, which was just oh, that seems like the sort of thing they would have done, like a holodeck yeah, like, full episode, season six ish. Yeah, where yeah. they're just like, hey, let's do some weird shit. Yeah, because they did a lot of that weird shit. They did one where they they reenacted Robin Hood. 
Yeah. Um, and, and there I, was the whole Sherlock thing where uh, the Moriarty stuff mm-hmm. happened. Which, I yeah. mean, some of the, like, clearly we have, we are just, we are, we are treading water here. This is what happens when you give us a, a 22 episode season. Um, and we're now, like, the the, the, the directors are Jonathan Frake um, and, like, and Patrick Stewart. And we can tell which ones the Patrick Stewart ones are. Yes, we will recreate Hamlet in this episode. Um, right. You're like, well, do we have to? The yes, yes. Touring with uh, a touring company of, Sh- of King Lear. Yes, King. Uh, Data, of course, will be my stagehand. It's like it's the only way that that whole um, uh, what's what's it they do in? Have you ever seen the movies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Right. So the the one that I think is the last Picard one, the one where they kill off Data. Um, no, not oh, that one. Yeah. The one before they kill off Data, the one that Data malfunctions when they're on the planet. Um, and to to make data go, they start singing. It's not Hall of Notes. Uh, is it Gershwin? Maybe Gershwin. I can't remember. But they, uh, that that sounds right. Yeah, but they do a that whole, whole scene, and you're watching, and you're like, they've like, did Patrick Stewart see the Cape Fear version of The Simpsons? Like, <laughs> was it HMS Pinafore? Is that what they were doing? Yes, yeah, like HMS a, Pinafore, a which is the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same yeah. as uh, uh, HMS Pinafore they do in The I Simpsons. I a model of a major general. Yeah, well, it's like, 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 did, like, did, did, did someone, like, Patrick Shearer see this and say, yes, this will be in my Star Trek movie. Uh, that was in the contract, like, I'm not going to do another one <laughs> unless I can do some musical theater. I want the Star Trek audience to know that I'm not just Picard. Yes, I, I can sing as well. I, I have, I can do stage, I can do radio, and I can do movies. That is the triple threat, number one. It just refers yeah. to everyone as number one. I, I love that idea as well. But I also it's, like the idea of that being in the contract, because I'm sure we had a conversation on Duncan and Bo where you were going through the Planet of the Apes movies and you told me that Charter Heston agreed to come back to a movie as long as they killed him off. <laughs> Yeah, in yeah, the the sequel to Planet of the Apes, Charlton Heston was like, "I'll do your movie, <laughs> but you have to kill me," and and they did. He dies right at the front end of that, and then they blow up the planet at the end, and somehow they made a sequel to that movie. Well, I was gonna say like they do like as the J.B. Lee cut this thing about uh, Halloween Resurrection, where she was like, "Yes, I will come back." Yes, I, I won't even take new shots of like headshots for the cover art. You will use the H two O once, and that is that's where you get because I don't resemble that in the movie. You will do that, uh, and you will kill me off at the start of your movie, so I don't have to come back. And we're like, yep, 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 and did that. Um, all worked out great. That movie is a masterpiece, and uh, mm-hmm. and she came back anyway, bro, because that's what you can do. You can do that in Hollywood. Yeah, but she came back when they were like, no, for real, we're gonna yeah. like this is gonna be an okay movie. Yeah. <laughs> Not, this isn't uh, Buster Rhymes anywhere in anywhere near this thing. <laughs> which, which I, I do, mean, God, God bless Buster. I look. I think uh, he's fine in that movie. I just think the like. I think Buster Rhymes is great in that movie. I just question why Buster Rhymes is in that movie. Right. It's just when you cast Buster Rhymes in a film, you are yeah. you are you are tagging your movie in an important way. Yes. And and. That is not the new Halloween. No, 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 no. It is no. a little more, a little more fancy schmancy. Yeah, no, no martial artist. Buster Rhymes appears. <laughs> like, right. It's like, yeah. The Wu Tang Clan that makes sense. Buster Rhymes it does not. Like, see if they had the whole Wu Tang Clan in that movie. Like, I don't know, like some sort of version of the Scooby Gang. I'm down with that. 
you know what I mean? Like Method Man plays like Shaggy, you know, Rizza's Fred, you know, like all, all this stuff, some of them go and drag. Oh, I'm in for yeah. that movie. Panto, Panto up, and I am there. Zoinks! Protect your neck, Scoob! <laughs> That's a movie that needs to happen. Hey, so this one, like, this one finishes in the way that you expect it to finish and that it finishes in the traditional way. I kind of love, like I say, I love like Michael Ke- Michael Caine does play this whole thing straight and that's the only way it works. I'm standing on the door giving Kermit a piece of his mind and then like Miss Piggy coming out and another! You know, like she just like totally just gets like right up in his face and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to it's not only uh, raise your wage but it's, I'm going to pay off your mortgage as well which I, I kind of like and then them having that sing song at the end. It's just, it's re- it's sappy, it's sentimental, and it works for this movie. Interestingly enough, though, and this is where I might get some heat, and, or maybe not get some heat, depending on... Uh, you are a, a connoisseur of the... You've already told me, connoisseur of the, the old uh, the old Muppets, but if you ask me what I'm going to watch from the 90s Muppet you know, movie interpretation of things, and you give me the option between Muppets Christmas Carol or Muppets Treasure Island, I'm Muppets Treasure Island 100% because you've got Tim Curry in that and Tim Curry is amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's fucking amazing. It's like just the whole way through it, he's doing the <laughs> kind of laughing that this way he looks up and he's like, like he's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for your treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know I mean? like, we'll do that one next year. Um, we'll have to come back to this is our new thing now I think is our, our... Just, we'll, we'll do the Muppet oeuvre um, <laughs> there's not a podcast out there doing that they're missing a mark I think right um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, let me let me tell you this recovered memory I had while I was watching this movie mm-hmm. um, there's uh, a version of A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott is that there? I highly Yes. Wow, right, that would be good. That's, once again, I, I, I could imagine him being really good in the role of Scrooge, so... It's, yes. It, he, I mean, imagine just old George C. Scott saying things like, anyone who goes around with <laughs> Merry Christmas on the tongue should be buried in their own pudding. <laughs> <laughs> also, also imagine that, like, his his version of, like, a, like a Christmas Carol, like, meets the changeling, though might be it's, terrifying. <laughs> like, the ghost starts bouncing a ball and moving a wheelchair. I'm out, Bo. Uh. It happens. It's, uh, it, but here's the thing about that version of A Christmas Carol and his version of Scrooge in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. But at the end of it, uh, when, you know, he's he wakes up and, you know, ha, Christmas morn! You know? <laughs> That's why George C. Scott screwed. And he goes to the window and he's like, you, you, uh, do you know that goose in the window? And uh, the kid goes, uh, the one that's twice as big as me, sir. <laughs> and, but when he says it, Georgie Scott <laughs> delivers the line like he's a little pissed off that he has to explain himself again. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he's learned his lesson, but it hasn't totally taken yet. Where he does that. <laughs> see if I can even approach how genius it is. <laughs> One that's twice as big as you. <laughs> smart lad, smart lad. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, one big as you. <laughs> I just love, love like the, 
find himself like, yeah, yeah, don't tear this fucking asshole apart. Yeah, like the George C. Scott interpretation where you revisit Scrooge five years later and society's once again beat him down. Like, he tried to open his heart to it and it's, 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 it's fucking hussed him out. He puts uh, he's a wraith on the door. That's... He's, now, he's now penniless. Uh, he's downsized his property and uh, people are still dickheads and he's got a wreath on his door because, you know, Christmas. Um, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. But in this one, you know, Michael Caine is very wonderful. You know, yes, one, the one that's twice as big as you. Go get it. Yeah, and he's and, talking to the rabbit who, like, earlier on we saw having to sleep in the snow, which, yeah. I mean, I'm glad we don't do the Scrooge to revisit on that one and he's fucking frozen holding a pocket watch. Um, Give me a happy ending, you rabbit. <laughs> Come on, rabbit. Hello, rabbit. Uh, it's yeah. your old pal, Evan. I mean, it, this is it's a, it's a breezy watch. It's an hour and twenty-five minutes. Um, it's fun. It's yeah, it's sappy, but it kind of needs to be for its audience. Like I say, like when you cut behind it, and I think you're right, Bo. The fact that they don't stray from the novel, like all that much out with for Muppet jokes, um, I think aids it. I think it, it, it retains a, a decent amount of integrity. But the big thing, the big reason you watch this is, I, it just shows Michael Caine having fun. He clearly is having fun doing the role, and it's a role he's very, very good at. I could do with less Michael Caine singing in this one. He's not a great singer, um, yeah, that's, that's but great. I mean that's you just have to to take that on the chin. Uh, but he's a great Scrooge. He's a great Scrooge. Um, I don't have any. I got a baseball heart. <laughs> if you leave me, leave me with a smile. <laughs> A faithful heart. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's not rough. good. It's not good, but the yeah. rest the rest of it's fucking solid. Uh, I, I I like that about it. Is there anything else you uh, want to say about Muppet? We talked about this a lot longer than I was expecting. I thought this was going to be a ten minute. Uh, t- yeah, he does this. Shows up here, does this thing. Right. What else are we going to talk about for uh, to give the people what they want? The you know the time that they pay nothing for. Listeners pay nothing for it. But I do love you. Don't don't switch off, because um, Ball picks his stuff at the end, and that's important. Um, it is yes. I do th- also think here, Duncan. I do think though that part of them, part of the audience base, were evoking Michael Caine um, as Alfred uh, when speaking about the Joker when they selected this. Uh, you know, some people just want to see the world, but um, lost the lost the wine. Uh, some people just want to see the Muppets burn. <laughs> And there is twice in here. No, uh, Rizzo's no, tail burns. <laughs> Rizzo's tail burns. And then he has... <laughs> Sorry. Once you switch on, it's difficult to switch it, off. It is. You just want to start going. Have you seen... Uh, that's a total ripoff, by the way. Have you seen that clip of uh, the trip to Italy where uh, Steve Coogan and what's yes. his bride yes. do dueling canes? And it's it a... is that scene that I won't do it, Master Wayne. <laughs> I won't bury another Batman with his wide belt. It's, <laughs> it's genius. Um, uh, uh, final thoughts on uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of as I, I as I get older, I get more used to these these new uh, these newfangled Muppets. Um, and, and the and slow the ravage just, of age slowly reduces your memory of the old Muppets. Uh, um, <laughs> it's not that. It's just like, uh, you know, you just start to see people die, Duncan, and you're yeah. like, ah, uh, you know. 
<laughs> they're just going to carry on with things, and I have to get used to that. Yeah. Uh, like, the Muppets weren't going to stop with Jim Henson. Hmm. But at any rate, um, <laughs> that morbid note aside, um, I, I there's something I think that is innately both goofy and sweet about the Muppets that I love. Yeah. And and sometimes the Muppets don't hit the tone just right, especially these modern incarnations. But when they do, they are... It's a unique voice. Yeah. There is just nothing quite like the Muppets. It's a little bit Looney Tunes, but it's not quite that cynical. And it's not completely saccharine. But it's got a lot of heart, and like the original Muppet movie was like that. I think the Muppets, the the recent uh, remake or you know reboot or whatever, yeah. I thought that did a great job of kind of embodying that kind of silly but but really um, sincere spirit. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 the Muppets aren't cynical. That's the trick: is the Muppets believe what the Muppets are doing, and and I think when it gets cynical, that's where it loses me. Like some of those TV, sh- the modern TV shows, where it's like Muppet and Picky are fucking. It's like, eh, it's not what I want. <laughs> it's not what I come the Muppets for. I got to be honest. Um, <laughs> I want I want to see this Muppet ride a bicycle and be like, how the fuck did they do that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I want. But anyway, so I think this is really sweet. I think it it serves well as a good Christmas movie. It's faithful to a Christmas Carol. It's a nice introduction to Dickens if if you want to get a kid or even yourself into Dickens when you hear the passages read by Gonzo. Yeah. It kind of gives you an appreciation for how good a writer... Like, it, Dickens is a little more difficult to read now mm-hmm. just because nobody writes like that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's beautiful writing. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a particular fan of A Tale of Two Cities. I think it's uh, one of the mm-hmm. best books ever written. Um, and... Yeah, so it's 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 wonderful in all those ways. Uh, not my favorite version of of a Christmas Carol, uh, which Scrooged is my favorite Christmas movie, but I don't think it's my favorite version of a Christmas Carol. So. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. What, what's your favorite version of a Christmas Carol? I'm, I'm, the thing is, though, I'd like, I say it's fair for you, it's Scrooge for me. It always is, even though it's not that, I mean, it's, I don't know, I think that's where, I think all the individual elements work, but it's not a great way of telling the story, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about A Christmas Carol in general, it's, it's, a, great, it's a great book, I love the, the elements in it, um, it's not a, you know, it's even, D- Dickens is a, a weird one for me, um... And that, like, I remember doing stuff from him at school, and you know, like having an appreciation for it. Like specifically, the the way he like composes a paragraph to describe something is kind of incredible. It's not overly detailed, but you can almost taste the room, which is like a really weird. It's very, very, very good at that. But I don't know if I, I don't know if I actually have a favorite. I like the elements. Like I say, I, I'm very quick to tell you what my least favorite ones are. You know, I mean, it's anyone that. And that's the balance. Like on paper, this character is horrible. He's reprehensible. Look what he's doing. He's a miser. He keeps his money to himself. He, he believes that things should burn. He like you know he doesn't. He is the Joker, but <laughs> like you know he, he, he wants to. He, he is actively on some level 
fully aware that either people don't celebrate Christmas and pay him the money or do celebrate Christmas and they'll get their house. Um, I, I, I like that aspect about the character, but... I don't think the portrayal of it, like if you look at the the original IMDb facts for this movie, uh, the 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 actors that were up before they went for Michael Caine, the names that they were thrown around first were David Hemmings, right? Ron Moody, Peter O'Toole, who I think would have been too old even at that point. Um, uh, how great would drunken Scrooge have been? Oh, yeah, he'd been fucking amazing. He's like with, with his whiskey nose, which is all red and bubbled. Um, David Warner, who'd actually already done a Christmas Carol, um, but I, I played Bob Cratchit in the George C. Scott one. That's right, nineteen eighty four, Paul, nineteen eighty four. But the one that, like, I I would have loved to be a fly in the wall when this name was mentioned. George Carlin was up uh, before Michael Caine, like in the the <laughs> listing. Like a Carlin, a Carlin Christmas Carol. I think he would have done it well. Actually. I think he'd be. I think he would have been great. I, I think. If, I think he's, he was a brilliant actor. I always loved him as yeah. an actor. But like, I just imagine him getting a bit free reign, and uh, you know, like uh, his version of a Christmas Carol is you know all about the presents that you get from that one are the truth. <laughs> like some yeah. truth bombs. <laughs> Let me tell you the. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen everybody here. You know, come through here every now and again. Uh, I got some things on my mind. First of all, seven things you can't say on Christmas. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't like you talking about that. A lot of people don't like you thinking like that. What of a favorite? Like, I, I, I religiously will like at a certain time of night. I'll like seek out Carl and comedy clips, Hicks as well, comedy clips, yeah, sure. like, just to kill the hours that I can't sleep. And yeah. I do like yeah. I do really like him as an actor. I like when he appears in small roles, uh, particularly. I, th- I think those are like my favourites. And one of them, I don't like the movie much at all because time has never been kind to the way I look back on the Jane Silent Bob movie uh, things uh, just in general. Uh, but he appears in that Jane Silent Bob movie, the first movie. Um, and I, I want to say he's the guy, he's the, the hitchhiker. Yeah, the one who goes down on truck drivers to get around. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like, he has one of my favourite, like, is the delivery is just impeccable, and he's like that, he's like, it's written down in the book! And they're like, what book? And he goes, the unwritten book of the road! <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good joke. <laughs> it's just a great line. It's his delivery, though, just, like, flat. It's, it's, not, it's not nearly as funny. He's, he's just, like, phenomenal, isn't it? What's your favourite Christmas Carol, then? Is it, is it the George it, C. Scott one, then? It, it really is. It's fantastic. You it, Not only is David Warner Bob Cratchit, if mm. that doesn't sell you on it, uh, Roger Rees. Uh, oh, from, fuck, really? Yeah, he's, he's uh, the nephew Fred, and he narrates it. Edward Woodward's in this. Edward Woodward is the ghost of Christmas Present. Yeah. Oh right, this is this is going to get watched before Christmas. It's it's really good. Like it's a it's a great version of the story. Um, and George C. Scott is peak George C. Scott, like grouchy <laughs> old. Ah, bah humbug. It's real. Like he he, he has a great bah humbug, which I you need. Cannot wait to watch this. Uh, and, and, and the first I, the first IMDb review is ten out of ten. And it says, this is one of the best versions out there. So it's sold. 100% sold. Yeah, I did not I did not know about that version. A lot of the ones I've seen, to be honest, are animated ones. And I don't think they necessarily always work well for me. Which is, I think is one of the reasons the Jim Carrey one, which is like 
CGI animation, it's like computer animation, doesn't work for me either. Because um, they go a bit too gnarly with it. Uh, and I am not down with that. Um, yeah, that kind of gnarly stuff is horrifying. Yeah, and, uh, really, really, it, I, like, I, when I, you watch it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look good. Uh, I, I think you have to have these movies to get to the place where eventually there will be that all CGI movie that is like, oh, this is staggering. You're like, this is really convincing. It's probably going to be one of those fucking Avatar movies. Probably. Uh, <laughs> you know, James Cameron is just doing nothing but like, how many graphics gods can you put in this? Yeah. I mean, that A billion? Better, uh, the, like, the new Avatar movie, which is once again has been delayed again, uh, is the Chinese democracy of of movies it's been in development for like fucking over a decade and, and you know yeah you know when it arrives it's going to be hugely disappointing anyway uh, yeah. I, <laughs> avatar 2 uh what was it uh uh shaker's revenge is that what it's called was that the first no that was the the wasn't that the release of chinese democracy yeah oh yeah oh uh, uh. did you ever listen to it did you give it a word? I listened to some of it. It's fucking crap. It's like, <laughs> like uh, it's the, 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 the only thing, I was never the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, but I remember I remember a lot of hype about it coming out. Uh, and then I remember seeing uh, Fat Axl Rose, which is like maybe my favourite incarnation of Axl Rose. Uh, yeah. He just had the big handlebar moustache and was trying to look like Wilford Brimley. Um, <laughs> yeah. You could be mine, goddammit. <laughs> Right, let's bring this out. Let's with, bring with this. Your bitch slap rapping and your goddamn cocaine tongue, <laughs> you get nothing done. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, goddammit. I remember where I was in the jungle in Korea. <laughs> yeah. No, not another war story, Wilford. Uh, we, we got fun and we got enemies in the wire. <laughs> Like his version of the what song. What na 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 knees? Why don't you say knees? His second, his second verse is all about how he heard his platoon being eaten by rats in the mud. It's kind of, it's kind of dark, Paul. It's kind of fucking dark. Um, that's all I'm saying about that one. Not, not for the faint of heart. Um, yeah, let's bring I can this. Shorten all these songs. <laughs> November rain, snow. Stop. <laughs> sleet. It's sleet. It's sleet in November. Uh, it's not. It's not quite fully formed yet. It's, it's still now the song isn't twelve minutes long. It's three, like every song ought to be. Could you imagine seeing Wilford Brimley in the Slash Gear though on the hill with the Marshall stat behind them playing guitar? Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. The only thing that would make it better is if it was on horseback, but uh, just saying, just saying. Bow and arrow over one shoulder, <laughs> guitar in his lap. Terrible Creole accent. Goddamn uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is my guitar solo, Goddamn <laughs> A two drinks of cognac. Um, it's because it's the best French accent. You want some alligator, huh? <laughs> After I finish this guitar solo, my name is Uncle Duvet. Look at me, I'm so comfy. That's what it was, Uncle Duvet. <laughs> yeah, I can always remember because I think a duvet is a sheet that you put in your bed. Um, oh, that's right. <laughs> so, you see, you're again far more cultured than I. Yeah, we well, just well. call those sheets. You just call those sheets, yeah. <laughs> Airs and graces here, goddamn all. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, gay Raj, listen to Fancy Pants over here. <laughs> Carport, or whatever you could call it. Carhole. Car- <laughs> 
shut your car hole. Right, listen, uh, we're doing a grade here. This will be interesting. Um, well, you know our Netflix grades here, and they rely yeah. on wholesome feelings and joy. Uh, how high on the scale does the Muppets Christmas Carol score for you? You know, I, I maybe it's sentimentality. I think this is a solid four stars. It's really... It's really sweet. It, it's fun to watch. It's it's good for the family. It's a, a good version of a Christmas Carol. It's really good. Yeah, and we had four four out of five. I had a ball watching it with my daughter. Um, like badly sung out of key. Well, I don't sing out of key. I sing perfect key uh, along with the songs. What was happening? Uh, and enjoyed it just <laughs> in general. Needless self promotion. Well, uh, welcome to my show, Bo. Uh, this All is right. what we do over here. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean. I just want to I mean, I would never have done this movie for podcasts under the stairs. I imagine people that aren't on the Facebook group page will look in disgust at their thread as this show drops. But it's given me a chance to sit and be silly with Bo, which is always my favourite thing. Now, Bo, we uh, do a show uh, called Duncan and Bo Come Correct. I am always trying to get people to check it out, but it's very difficult if you don't get on board as quickly with the nonsense I think some people just expect it to be very serious it's not very serious it's very silly but yes. it's always a ton of fun and it's not always a prerequisite that you need to have watched the thing that we are talking about sometimes it helps particularly if it's that Lovecraft country which we just finished I highly recommend you check that out but we also cover things that are not very good and we tell you not to watch them uh, it's more checking in to hear the silliness and the nonsense and the edutainment as Bo would say um, so please do that we are doing a special Christmas episode uh, which will be out in the next wee while uh, which is on what movie Bo? Money Plane <laughs> what, what is Money Plane? Money Plane for the uneducated what is Money Plane Bo? Money Plane stars uh, Kelsey Grammer, uh, Frazier. Uh, <laughs> get my fucking money plane. Um, Which is a line he says in that movie. Yeah, and it's a, a wrestler, I think. Edge. Edge the wrestler. I don't know who Edge is. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I'm like I was shocked when I saw the trailer. and I was like, is that Edge the wrestler? Edge the wrestler, Kelsey Grammer, and he movie which feels like someone watched the movie Money Train which is amazing and you should watch that from 1996 um, with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes yeah and this is directed I think by Joey Lawrence's brother and oh. he appears in it as well really <laughs> Davy Lawrence uh, Andrew Lawrence there, uh. there are like three Lawrence brothers two of them are in it maybe oh. all three of them are or maybe there's only two Lawrence brothers and the same guy who directed it is also in it. Is one of them from Arabia? <laughs> no, no, it's... <laughs> until, until you get a money plane, you will forever be a silly people. Yeah, well, my favourite thing about that is how I knew for a fact I would hit you just right and just knock you just off your train. Yeah, it did, because I was like, I gotta I gotta get it together enough to do the, the most famous line from Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> But also, that is very funny. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what we're doing next. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What we're doing um, after that? Um, then after that, we're going to do the show Slasher, oh, which we have seen. I've seen two episodes of. I've seen one. <laughs> and it is... Bad. It, we both mutually agreed, yes, this is what we do. <laughs> 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 the, the, the tribunal convened and there were we were berobed there were candles yep and then we opened the book and and lo it was foretold that we would do at least slasher season one because 
holy crap, that girl's accent. Yeah, well, I, I, I opened the curtains and looked up and realised that Saturn was in direct crosshairs with Mars, which is the sign of Slasher. So, uh, and lo, there was all Wormwood <laughs> streaking through the heavens to tell Duncan and Bo that Slasher shall be Mars. Oh my god! And we, like, we're going to tee off on this show. It's 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 real dumb. Yeah, I mean, some shows open themselves up for a, a, a good-natured ribbon, and hopefully, hopefully, people will enjoy that. It did just suddenly occur to me that, in morbid curiosity, I would watch a version of a Christmas Carol where Kelsey Grammer played Scrooge. Uh, I think we're missing a trick with that. I think we're really missing a trick with that. That needs to happen somewhere. Give me my fucking Christmas spirit. <laughs> Give me my fucking goose, small child. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, you, you do other things though don't you you've got other shows out there Pump them. I don't know maybe um, maybe no uh, in addition to the fact that we're just so excited about Money Plane it's it, <laughs> like we're Money Plane <laughs> and it will be it will be out Christmas morning on uh, Duck and Bowman oh. uh, our Christmas gift to you Merry fucking Christmas <laughs> that's right have a merry fucking alright um <laughs> But yeah, I so I I do a show called Pick Six Movies that is like slightly more serious than this, mm. um, and uh, we are doing uh, uh, we do six movies every season. This season we are doing Once in a Lifetime, <laughs> is the theme, which is a, a film that appeared on the Lifetime Television Network. Yeah, you just dropped an episode on the Grumpy Cat Christmas movie, which I didn't know was a thing. So it, yes, uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we watched it, and it, it's very funny. And Chad does a really interesting bit on the history of memes on the front end of that. That was, uh, uh, I thought, very... It was, again, kind of edutainment. I actually mm-hmm. learned something despite myself. And I try not to. Um, and then uh, we're about to do uh, 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 Dear Santa, which is all about a, a, a woman who finds a letter from Santa and then stalks a family. Um, it's terrifying, Jesus but not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be a good one. And um, anyway, so that and then uh, Hero Hero Gosha, which is all about Asian horror. Uh, there's a recent review of Peninsula. Uh, there is an episode uh, on the the first two I films from the Pang Brothers mm-hmm. uh, that will be dropping uh, sometime before Christmas as well. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. Go support that stuff out. Go and check out Duncan and Volcom, correct? Because we do, we we have a lot of fun recording those ones. And uh, we have t-shirts. Uh, 25 do- <laughs> bucks a piece, 100% cotton. Duncan and I are splitting the profits. We're trying to move some some units, people. Merch. Uh, yeah, you go over to legionpodcast.com. There's a button right there that says buy Legion stuff. Uh, and you go there and there's uh, it's some other Legion stuff. But more importantly, more importantly, <laughs> some, some Duncan Duncan doesn't get money from any of that other shit. Uh, he only gets cash from the the Duncan a bow shirt. So uh, you know, if you if you want to give Duncan a Merry Christmas, <laughs> if you care about Duncan really, that's what I'm saying. Uh, then you should buy a shirt. Because <laughs> we're two seconds away from starting a band aid song for Duncan's <laughs> Christmas. You know what I mean? Bob, can you hear Bob like both turned into Bob Geldof for a second? <laughs> yeah, I want to be the uh, the uh, like the Bruce Springsteen in the back that just yells out periodically. And, it's like, why am I here? Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> why? Why am I in this video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm a 
I'm an internationally known rock star. Why am I? Why am I singing for this guy's Christmas again? Huh? Oh, we need to end this. We need I, to end this. Park. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Letters from Asbury Park. Oh, oh, right. right yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on and tolerating all this. No, it's always my pleasure. Always my pleasure. I'm going to take my final break of this episode. When I come back, I'm closing out the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been episode 264 with your choice of Christmas horror movie with Muppets Christmas Carol. Thank you very much for checking out the show. Thank you for taking part in the Listener Choice December series. As always, your picks have been erratic, entertaining and, of course, fun to cover. There's a multitude of ways to check out the show. Wherever you're listening to us right now, hit subscribe. That way you never miss any content from Under the Stairs and you get access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. Over 800 episodes on that feed for you. Subscribe to Teapot's Collective. You get access to Where to Begin with Jallo, Opera, Omnia, Chronicle and Doing It the Nasty. Visit our website, it's teapotscast.com. Our merch page is teapotscast.bigcartel.com. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. And the Teapots Collective is facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. You can reach out and interact with myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teapotscast. Join me tomorrow under the stairs when we do the last of our three part series looking at true crime documentaries. We're looking at Cropsey. It was your number one pick as a listener choice. December comes in for a close. Cropsey review will be dropping for you tomorrow. And until then, wherever you are, what are the times on us and what have you up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.
you go. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel, one in the park as well. Dirty guy that doesn't mind his throat. Christmas, we can't your love, your life like Christmas.